0: Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When an anthropologist team breaks the prime directive, a less advanced culture sees Picard and thinks of him as their god. And can you blame him? Will the captain be able to convince them otherwise before a holy war is started in
1: his name? From October 14th, 1989, it's Season 3, Episode 4, Who Watches the Watchers? Or... And featuring the voice of Bobby Hill as a Vulcan Neanderthal.
0: (laughs) I'm Cam. That's Dan. And aren't we all Vulcan Neanderthals? (laughs) <laughs> just gonna do the whole quote section is paul
1: lind it'll be fine <laughs> fine but if you're gonna be paul lind then i'm gonna be andy dick
0: <laughs> i'm okay with it let me just try and read the thing real quick is paul Lind on stardate four three one seven three
1: point five it sounds like you're mad at the date
0: I am a little bit he was always just a little peeved at the injustice of society
1: <laughs> Just, I think of just having to be on Hollywood Squares like that would piss me off
0: <laughs> uh, but he occupied he was one of two people to occupy the legendary center square mm. it was him and Whoopi Goldberg so you know
1: good company but
0: good company. Pa- Paul
1: <laughs> Lind was never on Star Trek so point for Whoopi <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, mm. God, that would have been amazing <laughs> mintag three
1: <laughs> captain I'm getting some real <laughs> passive, aggressive <laughs> messages from the planet below <laughs> God, he was only fifty five oh. when he died. he was so young yeah. he was he was. They do
0: actually have his best of uh, Hollywood Squares wheel on YouTube, and it's pretty great. I would highly recommend it. Wow! Since antiquated popular culture is where I live,
1: yeah, you are antiquated <laughs> popular culture. Thank you. <laughs> you're a, you're just a walking designing women marathon. Goddamn right, I am. I've never watched. Without the I've never watched pads. *Designing Women*. I don't really know anything it's, about it. It's really great. I thought you it was should. just like the *Golden Girls*, but younger. No,
0: um, I mean, sort of. It's in the South, and they're a young professional, and one of them is incredibly racist, but gets over it.
1: Hmm. All She's right. She's a
0: former beauty queen, but yeah, it's just it's about being professionals in the eighties. And women in the 80s. And yeah, that is basically my life just without the shoulder pads.
1: You're a southern lady.
0: I am a southern lady.
1: <laughs> All right, Cameron, I'm just going to call you Annie Potts from now on. Are you? No, please do. I am
0: not. God, she's amazing.
1: Oh, shit. And everything Gene she's ever Smart's done. Smart's in this? Of course she is. Gene Smart and Annie Potts. Fuck. I guess I have to watch Designing Women now.
0: And Dixie Dixie Carter. <laughs> I don't know who
1: that is, but Gene Smart's and the And Delta tits. Burke. All right. I guess I'm gonna try watching Designing Women later.
0: Please do. And let me know. Actually, just call. Just put me on the phone and let me know what you're thinking the entire time. Okay. That's that's the level our friendship has reached now, Dan. So you need to
1: just. I'm I'm totally comfortable with that, but I'm not gonna do a Designing Women podcast with you. <laughs>
0: It's fine. I just want you to know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This show's about Star Trek, just so you guys know. Surely some of this shit is
0: salvageable for the beginning shtick. It's fine. Wait, uh, <laughs> so here's yeah. So here's the thing. On Stardate 431-73.5 the Enterprise arrives at planet Mintaka-3 to resupply and repair a Federation outpost being used to monitor the Mintakan people, a proto-Vulcan race near a Bronze Age level of cultural development. As the Enterprise assists the outpost, an accident causes the holographic rock face to disappear, exposing the outpost to Lyko, a Mintakan. God damn it, obviously Cameron Michael. Who wrote this shit? Lyko... Attempts to approach and is hit with an electrical shock, which causes him to fall off a cliff and sustain critical injuries. Because he fell off a cliff. When Dr. Crusher rushes to provide aid, she realizes the injuries are too severe to treat there and transports him to the Enterprise. Despite the action violating the Prime Directive. Lyco becomes conscious and witnesses everything occurring in sickbay-ish. I would say semi-conscious, not conscious. And focuses on Picard giving instructions. Dr. Crusher is able to heal Lyko and attempts to wipe his memory of the incident before returning to the planet. But apparently, Pulaski is the only doctor in Starfleet who can do that. you
1: goddamn right <laughs> she is. I've I erased the minds of more men. <laughs> and women. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I don't like what that implies. That makes it sound like she's doing bad things.
0: <laughs> no, she's
1: not. Sure.
0: No, it was if anything, it was that she was so good. They said every moment I spend away from you is agony. Please oh, erase for our God's time God together. Sake, again?
1: I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be alone forever.
0: I'll do it. But it's because I love you. Now goodbye. Forever.
1: Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Continue.
0: Uh, Riker suggests uh, since the memory wipe failed, Riker and Counselor Troy disguise themselves as Mintakans in order to search for Palmer, a missing member of the anthropological team, and to monitor Lyco to make sure that his memory wipe worked. It didn't, though. They discover that it did not take, and Lyco recalls an image of Picard and has convinced other Mintakans that Picard is their god. Troy and Riker subtly try to dispel the myth that Picard. Is their God Which gains traction as the hunting party arrives With a delirious Palmer in tow While Troy provides a diversion Telling the clan that another, like Palmer, is heading for the caves Riker ties up an elderly man Who is left behind to keep an eye on Palmer And Riker and Palmer run away and narrowly escape back to the Enterprise. Unfortunately, Troy is captured and held captive for her hand in the escape, leaving Picard to take steps to rectify the situation without further violations of the Prime Directive. He transports Nuria the leader of the village where Troy is being held to the enterprise and attempts to show her that he and the rest of the crew are mortal, including having her witness the death of a crewman in sickbay, which is the key to her understanding. Picard returns to ner- returns with Neria to the surface in the middle of a thunderstorm, which Lyco has taken as a sign of Picard's anger. Neria attempts to rationalize with Lyco, but Lyco demands his own proof of Picard's morality and aims an arrow at Picard. Picard insists that if it is the only proof that Lyco will accept, then Lyco should shoot. And he does! But his daughter pushes him out of the way so he only wounds Picard. Nuria shows Lyko Picard's blood from the wounds. Lyko and the others come to accept that Picard is not a god, and they return to the Enterprise after he is treated. Picard explains to the Mintakins that they will be removing the outpost, allowing them to develop on their own. But before Picard leaves, Nuria gives Picard a Mintakan tapestry as a gift. And so ends. Who watches the Watchers?
1: (laughs) I would like to have called this episode a series of unfortunate bangs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Oh, Daniel. But I was just so gosh darn delighted when I saw, well, when I first heard Pamela Adlin, who even as a Vulcan, a proto-Vulcan, I'm a, a, a McClintock, whatever they're called. Um, I immediately went, Bobby? <laughs> I heard her voice and was like, Bobby Hill, you get your ass back in this house. <laughs> right? 100%. That and and the fact that Ray Weiss was her dad, I was like, this is supporting <laughs> cast people. And there was no Wesley. <laughs> Fabulous. His new feathered
0: hair takes so much time that he uh,
1: <laughs> refuses to go to set. Write me out. I know they've done it before. The hair's not cooperating this week. <laughs> Cameron just did a very flustered and dramatic miming of trying to do one's hair, which considering that he is completely <laughs> bald is still pretty accurate. Uh <laughs>
0: I don't miss it. Um, well, what did you love about this episode, Daniel? Besides, besides the guest cast, supporting
1: Reel? I loved this story, top to bottom. It took nice little too. twists. It was still familiar enough ground when it comes to a prime directive story. Like we've we've seen stuff like this before. Including taking someone aboard the Enterprise to be like, see, <laughs> like we've, we've done that before. But the reception and the interaction and the subterfuge before that, it made it feel fresh and intentional, like a different take on the story to the point where it, we were over halfway through before I was like, oh, they're going to they're going to have to take her up to the Enterprise, aren't they? <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I also got Riker and Troy role-playing, which was, a. I love that his idea was like, I think I might have a suggestion, Captain. It's like, role-play. I want to go down on the surface and pretend to be these people with my best gal. <laughs> it's like, put me in a costume and let's get to it.
0: <laughs> I mean... I feel you Riker on a spiritual level and not just Picard is my God.
1: (laughs) Also the fact that Riker definitely knows how to do like very sexual bondage knots. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's like, here, let me show you how, how to do that. Uh, yeah, he takes the rope out of the guy's hand and it, it, I don't want to say that it was like ghost. Um, but it was definitely it definitely <laughs> reminded me of like when they were done and he put the oh. when he when he put the the gag over the guy's mouth. I was like, and it's Kinbaku. It's Japanese bondage time.
0: <laughs> well, who do you think he learned those
1: knots from? Uh, probably the same guy who taught him how to fight with uh, a staff with your visor down. <laughs> His dad? Yeah, that seems totally like something that like the Riker men teach their sons. <laughs> Son, you're. Well, someday I was... you're going to meet a girl and your normal charm, your amazing charisma isn't going to be enough for her. You're going to have to really step things up in the bedroom and get weird. So we're going <laughs> to teach you all the family secrets when it comes to spicing up your love life.
0: Oh, I mean, that's a nice story, but I was hoping that it was in the six hours in the bulkhead with our, our favorite space manhor, whore. You know, the one you went on a diatribe for like 20 minutes on about.
1: I, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: He's tall. He's beautiful. He has a mullet that's braided into a French braid.
1: A mullet that's braided into a French braid? Yeah. The The pirate guy? Yeah. What was his name? <laughs>
0: That's a good question. Yeah,
1: don't make refs when you can't finish it.
0: I'm sorry. I told you my brain is failing. Ah. Okona. Matata. I knew it would come back to me. Okona. <laughs> I hoped he learned it from the outrageous Okona uh,
1: in the bulkhead. Okay. Well, who knows? Who knows?
0: maybe Maybe he picked up a couple from Daddy Riker and a couple from... Man pretty Riker replacement.
1: Kinks are like action figures or Pokemon cards to the Rikers. They're just they're just <laughs> collecting as many as they can.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna have some fun stuff to write in the episode description for this one.
0: Are you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I felt like the pacing was good, the characterization was good, the supporting cast, the the guest. They're not Vulcans. What are they called?
0: Proto-Vulcans.
1: Right. But there's like an actual name for them, the something.
0: Mintaka? The
1: Mandalorians. That's right. Um, (laughs) I just, I haven't done the saying the name's intentionally wrong bit in a while. (laughs) I can't say I'm sad. I
0: mean, I can't say I'm happy they're back.
1: (laughs) Ah, you shouldn't have told me that. No, Ah. that's going to happen every episode. The pacing was good. I mean, I can't say I'm sad they're back. Acting was good, I honestly, one of my notes I wrote down was that wow, this episode is kind of great. I was like this is, is uh this is why the captain doesn't go on away missions is like one of my big critiques, but um yeah no it was it was really good. I enjoyed, bitches
0: get shot Dan is that what you're saying yeah something like that
1: I just I really appreciated the whole conversation that sprung up around religion, especially I really enjoyed hearing the, the critiques of the dangers of religion
0: and how, mm-hmm. and how quickly and culty things can get.
1: Oh, so culty so quickly. I was like, this is how the Jehovah's witnesses started. Isn't it? And Scientology
0: Woo. and the LDS church.
1: Cameron. I don't know what you're all talking about. three of those things are cults. Yes,
0: they are. Multi-billion dollar cults.
1: So what did you love about this episode?
0: <laughs> I loved so much about this episode. I loved getting, for the first time in the next generation, to see Riker and Troy as... Species out of themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I fucking loved the location. Did you recognize it?
1: Uh Loma Linda. <laughs> what? No, it's is it the same place where they filmed the arena? Yep. Oh my God. God, I thought that hillside. I was like, oh, fuck. If some lizard dude shows up, they're going to have to figure out how to make gunpowder from nothing and shoot diamonds that are lying around. Seriously, I will never let that go, Cameron. That was our first big fight on this show. And I will never forgive your insanity.
0: That's fine. Welcome, welcome to the cult, Dan.
1: <laughs> I'm just waiting for when we have a real time travel episode in the Next Generation, so I can just rip that apart.
0: <laughs> it's going to be fascinating, but yeah, I love I love Vasquez Vasquez rocks whenever they show up there. They're just delightful, and they show up a lot. Actually, they they use the location all the time.
1: All all different series.
0: Yep. Nice. Well, and I mean, it's just, they're so pretty.
1: They're so pretty. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all.
0: I love that Deanna wasn't useless. I loved that she was very eloquent in her arguments against, while still trying to pretend to be (laughs) Mintonkin. And
1: I loved... (laughs) While Riker just walks around behind her being like, she makes a good point. Sounds like a plan. Wow, this guy's shooting straight. He's just like acting. He's just murmuring as different parts of the crowd. Yep.
0: I love that Picard was logical and it still didn't work because people are crazy. And I love he had to get shot in the chest to prove his point.
1: Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> My new heart. God damn it. I just got this thing. It's barely gotten 2,000 pumps does somebody have Pulaski <laughs> on speed dial <laughs> I just got rid of her we found she'd been stealing from everyone <laughs> <laughs> terrible gambling debts
0: <laughs> no nah she left because she got another great
1: assignment don't what correct don't know. my head cannon. <laughs> I like to think that Pulaski's on the lamb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she went and joined a commune somewhere. They needed a doctor. And they have three stills for a population of 200 people. <laughs> but yeah, I loved so much about this episode. It was just, it was really great. It was. Well structured, the acting was wonderful. I found myself so compelled and so filled with hatred for uh, for Lyco and his plight. Mm-hmm. And, yeah... I, I also really loved the set. The, their little village was adorable It was cute.
1: I enjoyed how they uh called a house a hut the whole time.
0: Well yeah, it's Bronze Age. Yeah, why not? Because we were totally we were totally over the uh religion thing in our bronze phase.
1: Yep, that's when we dropped it. No, see that's why they're they're proto-Vulcan, not proto-human. <laughs> Cause they're
0: better than we are. I, yeah, I loved all of it, had a great time. What did you hate, Daniel?
1: I detested the hair and the costumes. The costumes were not ragged enough and not alien enough. I'm like, just, I've killed all of these ple- these peasants in like Warcraft, like I, I've seen all these costumes before. I hate them. You play Warcraft? I have in the past. Although you can bet your ass I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3. That trailer was incredible. I played the original Baldur's Gates. So good. Anyways, I like things of that ilk. Um, This Wow. This show is just really growing on me this season. It's doing a really fine job, but the costuming and the hair, some of the incidental shots and conversation that just this they could have trimmed it a little bit tighter but there's nothing horribly offensive i don't appreciate how quickly they went to insane religion um the one individual guy who got healed like i get it i get it but you know They're Vulcans. There should have been a little more of a slow burn. I don't know why the reading of the sundial was in this either. That didn't seem to matter at all (laughs) as a story point or as even really character coloring because that never informed any of her other actions or choices or anything. It was just like, here she is at the sundial. That's why they're out there, I guess. I don't fucking know. Just watch the show.
0: Richard Manning and Hans Beemler love sundials. Oh,
1: do they? I don't know. Is it gonna come up again? Ah, uh, and then they and then they and then they need to get a a, a sundial. There's a sundial in the in the holodeck. <laughs> and it represents the passage of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. Ah, I love that we can write while we're high on cocaine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh my God! Someone should open a restaurant. <laughs>
1: I want to watch a Next Generation episode where they have to open a restaurant. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Yeah no, yeah, no. It'll happen Happen later. This episode worked well. I really don't have much to complain about. Um, I think it had some really good lines and good performances, but there was some... Set design costumes, makeup and hair. Good God, the hair. Oh, so bad. But Dan, it was Vulcan hair.
0: That's how you can tell that they're Vulcan. It's just
1: I, I know I know people who cut their bangs like that, and they all think they look hip and trendy and edgy, and they just look like rubes.
0: Like rubes, eh? Yeah. It's
1: them rubes. Yeah.
0: Them fucking rubes. What did you
1: hate Uh, about this episode? What made you want to give in to despair?
0: My one complaint is that when Picard was shot with a bow and arrow, he did the, Look how far I've flown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Getting hit by a projectile. And it just, it bummed me out a little bit.
1: Cameron you know this is a show where in almost every episode people have to bounce up and down in their chairs and pretend like they're (laughs) getting attacked so yeah the Star Trek maneuver Yeah. what just happened it sounded like your mic tried to kill itself (laughs) it did I don't want to (laughs) live oh It, it switched to stereo halfway down its fall. <laughs> I'm I'm real happy with that joke. I'm very pleased. <laughs> I reckon we better read her some quotes here.
0: I reckon we better. Seems
1: logical. Seems logical.
0: Well, if you're going to keep that voice, I'm going to bring back Paul. No.
1: <laughs> if you believe, I am all powerful then you cannot hurt me. If, however, I am telling the truth, and I am mortal, you will kill me. But, if the only proof you will believe is my death, then shoot. No, don't do it! Jesus Christ, I didn't (laughs) think he'd actually shoot me! (laughs)
0: my favorite explicit it when people just go Jesus
1: Christ <laughs>
0: it's my favorite so funny funny <laughs> you do have limits <laughs> you are not the masters of life and death
1: Paul I'm Lind sorry.
0: what are you uh... <laughs> you do have limits you are not the masters of life and death
1: no we're not we can cure many diseases we can repair injuries we can even extend life
0: McCoy here
1: but for all our knowledge (laughs) all our advances (laughs) we're just as mortal as you are we're just as powerless to prevent the inevitable also a woman just died so I feel like we should continue this conversation elsewhere
0: (laughs) Right? God, I would have killed if <laughs> the camera just panned ever so slightly toward the door and McCoy walks by and goes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, keeping it real.
0: <laughs> oh, would have been
1: so good. All right. Hold on.
0: <clears throat>
1: helpless, helpless, cleavage, cleavage. talking. <laughs> <laughs> emotions are quite interesting like the Vulcans <laughs> very they inappropriate. have highly ordered minds very sensible people for example Minnetokan women precede their mates it's a signal to other women this man's taken get your own not precisely more like if you want his services I'm the one you have to negotiate with
0: what kind of services
1: <laughs> all kinds
0: they are a sensible race. <laughs> and
1: you know immediately why he volunteered to go down there and assimilate <laughs> into the culture. Wink! <laughs> <clears throat> Dr. Baron, I cannot, I will not, impose a set of commandments on these people. To do so violates the very essence of the Prime Directive.
0: Like it or not, we have rekindled the Mentakins' belief in the Overseer. Are you- and are you saying that this belief will eventually become a religion? It's inevitable, and without guidance, that religion could degenerate into inquisitions, holy wars, chaos.
1: Horrifying. Dr. Barron, your report describes how rational these people are. Millennia ago, they abandoned their belief in the supernatural- Now you are asking me to sabotage that achievement, to send them back into the dark ages of superstition and ignorance and fear? No!
0: You have taught us there is nothing beyond our
1: reach. Are you sure you know what he wants? That's the problem with believing in a supernatural being, trying to determine what he wants. Get up! You must not kneel to me. You do not wish it? I do not deserve it.
0: Which is why he's my lord and savior.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps one day my people will travel above the skies. Of that, I have absolutely no doubt.
0: I wish you good journeys, Picard remember my people
1: always
0: I think we should say this next one together
1: the picard, the picard!
0: was it good for you it was good for me mm-hmm.
1: simultaneous picarding. picard I
0: must protest you're endangering palmer with this delay
1: I am aware of that, but each of us, including Dr. Palmer, took an oath that we would uphold the Prime Directive, if necessary, with our lives.
0: I don't know why Dr. Barron became Thurston Howell III, but he totally did.
1: (laughs) I think... (laughs) Picard, I must protest.
0: You're endangering
1: Palmer.
0: That actually
1: works pretty well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's worse than we suspected. The Mintakins are beginning to believe in a god, and the one they've chosen is you.
1: Now, there's one quote that was not included on the IMDb quotes page that is my favorite in the entire thing, and, and that is when um, Nuria is on the ship with Picard, and she's looking out the window, and she says, I never imagined I would see the clouds from the other side and that uh, I was like oh my god that's so beautiful really is yeah I'm actually yeah I'm gonna copy that into my tattoo ideas notebook
0: oh you're gonna be so covered
1: oh I'm planning on a full sleeve when I have money
0: hot Mm
1: mm-hmm it'll go right from my Apple watch all the way up To my collarbone, where I can have a really sexy, only God can judge me tattoo.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's your idea of sexy? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: So hot. Cameron. Yes, Dan. I think we need to rate this puppy. (laughs) I think so, too. How many truly unfortunate bangs would you give this episode?
0: <laughs> oh, I was going to do the same thing. Oh. I was going to do
1: botched Vulcan
0: bangs. Oh, God. I love you. I love you. Uh, I'm giving it four and a half. Wow. I love this episode. I, really I always like this it
1: episode. Too. I'm going to say, because I don't think it's like instant classic good, but it's close, like four Four. Four. It's, it's like a four. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like a four. Mm-hmm. You're doing the Conan O'Brien head. Yeah.
1: So, what happens when my hair gets volume?
0: <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, Dan, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, which just leaves one last thing for us to do. I'm sorry. Wow! You want to try that again?
1: Well, Cameron, (laughs) we have loved it, haven't we? I think we've loved it. We have loved it. We We hated hated it. it. That there was that part too, and then we uh, we quoted it,
0: obviously. We sure did. We sure did, Daniel. And (laughs) then
1: we rated it.
0: We did. Which leaves just one last thing for us to do, and that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say,
1: "Keep on trekking," and he says it so well. (gasps) Someday we're gonna run out of Star Trek, Cameron.
0: I don't. I don't don't think we we will.
1: This one's a little more my speed. I figured it would be
0: when an anthropologist
1: team breaks the prime directive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need about twenty percent less volume and fifty percent more funny voice.
0: <laughs> I don't think I can do Paul Lind quietly.
1: A quiet Paul Lind. It's like a secret. <laughs> it's Roger from American Dad. That's a quiet it's Paul absolute- Lind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's absolutely, <laughs> it's quiet pollen. It's usually making jokes about being a fruit <laughs> on Hollywood Squares. <laughs> Ooh, I think this seltzer water is a bit more spiked than I realized.
1: A bit more spiked? So it's spiked seltzer? Is it Truly's? <laughs> no, I made it. Oh, it's a vodka soda. Yep. Nice. I haven't had anything to drink in a week. Why? I just needed a little break.
0: To make sure you weren't an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm
1: giving it up for Lent, oh. along with Catholicism. <laughs>
0: there you go. That's the Daniel Prairie that Woo! I know and love. I was like, oh God. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, Cameron, Jeebus. <laughs>
0: You've taken up organized religion again. No, I don't no, no, want no. to be a part I, of this. I,
1: I, I don't follow Jesus. I follow Jebus. Jeebus is like ah. Jesus, except he tells me to be fearful of minorities, trust in the Republican Party, cling to my guns, and uh, just generally use then the religion of Jeebus to hide behind any time I feel questioned or, or be or like I'm I'm having to deal with anything.
0: And that homosexuality is wrong, except for what you and your cousins did in your closet when you were 13. That's fine.
1: No, that's just boys being boys. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. My cousins, not attractive. (laughs) I would have never fooled around (laughs) with my cousins. Sorry. (laughs) Cameron, this is Dr. Leonard McCoy wishing you a very happy birthday. You may not be as old as me, but you're just as one of a kind. Cheers. A Secret Weapon Production.